What's up, everybody? This is Gerald from the Gerald and Robbie Guy Talk Podcast. Uh, I'm coming to you by myself uh, because Robbie and I recorded a segment that failed on us and uh, as our intro, and that uh, is unfortunate. So I had to come back after the fact and add this intro. Uh, so when you hear the rest of the podcast, and we just kind of seamlessly go into a conversation. Just keep that in mind. Um, <clears throat> something that was missing that I wanted to touch on was the fact that uh, we were talking about someone that we went to school with and played football with. And that uh, is a buggy. Um, we weren't really close friends. But just the fact that we play sports together, you know, there's that camaraderie amongst uh, players. And unfortunately, uh, this week, uh, he had gotten into an accident where uh, some supposed friends of his actually uh, robbed him and hit him with the car and then ran him over as a extra little, you know, point that they were trying to make. And currently he's in the hospital uh, fighting for his life. He's in a coma. Uh, they're saying he's brain dead at the moment. Uh, but I want to, you know, send prayers to his family. They have a GoFundMe page. Um, up and posted uh, where they're seeking $25,000 for, you know, aid in his hospital bills. Um, you know, I posted on my page already, but I do plan on reposting it. So anybody that listens to this podcast has an opportunity to donate if they have the means or the spirit to do so um, is definitely not obligated. But if you are able to, you know, give $10, $25, towards that, you know, cause, it, it's a, it will go a long way to help that family right now to suffering as uh, we can all imagine. Um, if you can't donate, then, you know, I would ask that any supporter or listener of this podcast, just go ahead and repost the the link. Uh, so if you're hearing this, most likely you found it off of my Facebook page. So just go ahead and take that link and repost it to all of your uh, followers and um, friends so that they may see it and have an opportunity to do that um yeah this is a good episode uh it is a long one as you can tell uh but we talk about some good stuff there's you know a lot of stuff that was obviously missing about 25 minutes uh on our first recording and it's unfortunate that didn't work out because you just can't you know bring that same energy as uh, you did the first time, especially now that I'm doing it alone. But uh, I just wanted to say that one part because I think it's important. 
So go ahead and do that. And from this point on, enjoy the rest of the podcast. Getting pulled over, getting a ticket, something happening, going to jail. And, you know, anything could happen. Like, you know, your life could be changed if you go to jail. You could lose your job if you miss X amount of days of work because you're in jail. I don't know. Like, there's things that can happen. So I guess, like, to sum it up, um, I don't have any type of, I don't really have any type of problems with police in, in general at all. So it's hard for me to say, like, what's something that police could do to make me feel different. Um, you know, I I tend to, to be uh, completely respectful and obedient and all that kind of stuff when it comes to you know, any type of police interaction. And, there's, and the thing is, there is white, black, Hispanic, Asian, like all races and ethnicities, genders, whatever, religions of police officers. Mm-hmm. You know, there is. So, um, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm not going to be able to come up with the, with the right answer that's going to be, you know, anybody but myself. And that's, you know, I just, I just see like a lot of uh, negativity towards the police that's going to, you know, and it's like when you teach kids at a young age, you know, um, but then again, as I'm saying this, as I'm saying these things, mm-hmm. I'm also understanding that I'm in a very different situation than a lot of people. It's probably a lot of people that have had really, really bad run-ins with the law and police officers that have just ruined the idea of police for people. So, I can sit here and defend, you know, uh, the police officers and all that stuff. Uh, but at the same time, I know that I'm fortunate to have never had a, a bad run-in with police. And there's going to be people out there that have had really bad experiences. And they, they have come across one of those corrupt police officers that have ruined it for them. And they're going to teach their kids that. Yeah, cops are bad, you know, because that's what they've seen. They've lived that. They've experienced that. So, you know, yeah, it's there's not really, it's, it's not, it's not a, it's not an across the board thing. It's it's going to be different. It's going to be everybody's case is unique and different. Um, I just know that I'm very fortunate to not have a negative outlook on police. I had, you know, I, I think they're uh, great. Um, there's been a couple of them that I've run into that have just had attitudes, but, you know, I don't got to deal with them. So, I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> there was a couple things that you said that I want to touch on. Um, but first, I got to come clean, man. Uh <laughs> we just missed about 20 minutes of our podcast because uh, the recording just stopped. It just glitched out on us. So that uh, the opening part is, is gone. So we'll probably have to tack that on at the end and, um, yeah, figure that out. Um, but, you know, we were talking about that video where the police officer tried to... Um, uh, get the woman to reach for her wallet in her car 
and she said no, and she, you know, because she said she felt unsafe. And you know, these are two white people uh, in this situation, but the white woman that was being pulled over said no because she didn't feel safe because she watches the news and the officer replied by saying we only kill black people. Um, you believe that it was some form of sarcasm, you know, a, a bad joke that didn't land. <clears throat> and, you know, when I first heard it, I kind of thought that too. But at the same time, um, he's obviously aware of where we are as a society and what's what's being pumped into the news and on the TV. Um to say that and know what type of effect it would have. So I think he shouldn't have, he shouldn't have said that. Just period. It, it just Yeah, it's not a good look on him or his department that he said that. Um but something that, as, a, as a person, like you just don't say that kind of stuff. Like it's just stupid. Yeah, it was it was bad. Um but something that you had said, though, is that um, you refer to the police as the authority. And that's something like, I, I just I don't believe that. And um, here's my thing. You know, my dad's a police officer. Um, so I I have a very love hate relationship for police. Um, my dad is very important to me and. While he's on the job, I'm always going to want him to be safe and come home and, and you know, do the, do the best job that he can do and be safe. And, um, and I know he's a good officer. He's taking down the people that need to be taken down. He's not out here unnecessarily harassing people and making them feel uncomfortable and violated by public servants. And um, that's why I don't think that when you use the word authority, I just, you know, I feel weird because I don't see them as authority. I see them as what they are, public servants. Um, I mean, our tax, pay, our tax dollars pay for these guys to protect us, and at least that's what they're supposed to do. But I... I and this is not just a black and white thing. White people also feel like police harass them. And it's all about that badge and gun that, you know, it's kind of like um, when you're an officer, there's almost a lawlessness to it um, for some of them, not all of them, but some of them kind of get carried away and... Um, you know, the the bravado just goes to 11. And they they just feel like they want to make every el everyone else feel powerless. Uh, and that's, you know, I just don't like that. Um, I don't know if I ever told you the story about... It was early. It was early in my relationship with uh, uh, Kristen. And... Uh, I, it was right after Sanaya was born. She was maybe, maybe a month old, maybe two. And we were driving around, and uh, 
we were driving through this neighborhood that had, um, you know, you coming out of a neighborhood and then you'd be on kind of like, not a main road, but kind of a busy-ish uh, little side road. But it had a stop sign at the corner. And then you would go through another section of the neighborhood and then the same thing on the other side. So I go up to the light or up to the stop sign. Our car crosses the street in front of me. I, you know, I stop at the sign. Now I go across when it was safe. Now I go to the other end of the block and do the same thing. I hit a right, and this is right over in the um, Tacoma Mall Boulevard area. I hit a right right off of 56th Street. And, um, yeah, 56. And I, I hit a right on 56. And then next thing I know, I get lights right by me. I'm like, what the? You know, I'm driving her car. And uh, I pull over. The officer comes out. And he comes to the window, and he says, uh, license, registration, all that good stuff. And I'm like, you know, what's the problem? What's going on? He's like, just give me your license, registration. I'm like, okay, cool. I give it to him. He goes back to the car for a couple minutes, comes back. He's like, whose car is this? I said, it's her car. It's my girlfriend. And, um, you know, he gets the light all up in her eyes, and... And all this stuff, and he's like looking in the back seat, you know, kind of got his head all in the window and stuff. And um, I'm like, "What's going on?" He's like, "Well, you, you, you ran those two stop signs." I'm like, "What are you talking about? I didn't run no stop sign. Like, how could I run the stop sign when I had to stop because traffic was going? I had to stop. There's no just driving through the the stuff." And he's like, well, you did. I saw you. I was watching you the whole time. Like, okay. Well, you know, I'm sorry. My bad. He's like, well, you, you, you're fucking lucky I don't like to and arrest people in front of their family. And, I, you know, he gave me my stuff back. And then I, you know, I just drive away real cool. And um, Christian was like, oh, my gosh. Now, what, what is that about? And I said, look. That's just what it is. You know, if you weren't here, if I didn't have, you know, Sanaya with me, I would have went to jail tonight. And I truly believe that. And and people like that, it, it just gives a bad name to the whole, the whole process. You know, which, you know, my original question to you was, what solutions could we have for, um, for the police? Uh, to help foster a better relationship for between them and the public. And one of the things that I had come up with or, you know, I had thought about was I'm sure, you know, I don't know all the police stuff, but I'm sure they have um, some sort of uh, course where they learn some basic laws and whatnot so that they know how not to violate people's rights so that there's no um, way that the civilian can sue them and all that stuff. But I think, I think um, what needs to happen is police officers actually need to go to law school. Like, legitimately go to law school. At least take two years of law. Um, 
to where they have a much deeper understanding of laws and civil rights so that they're not out there willy-nilly, you know, just being overly aggressive because they would then have more knowledge to, to know that if I do this, this will leave me open for a lawsuit, you know, by the civilian because I'm being too much or I'm being overly aggressive or I'm being whatever and I'm, you know, making this situation hostile. Um, so that's one thing. Uh, I don't have my notes in front of me. I can't think of the other thing. There was, a, there was another point that I wanted to make about that. Um, damn, I wish I had my notes. Uh, but what do you think about that? Do, do you think that they should have more law uh, law training into their curriculum before they become officers? Well, I mean, they go to the academy. Like, they go to some type of an academy to, to get going. But, I mean, the thing is, like, do you think it's that they genuinely don't know that they're violating somebody's rights? Or do you think that they're thinking that we don't know what their our rights are. I think it's um I think it's more that they assume that we don't know our rights and I know I feel like they know that they are violating, you know, people's rights. Um but they do it in a way to where it skates the line of being legal. You know what I mean? Where it's like yeah, there's kind of a gray area. Um, I heard this interview once from a lawyer on The Breakfast Club, and I wish I had her name in front of me. But she said um, in some of the the dialogue uh, for officers, um, it, it says that, you know, police have the right to uh, have a lawful kill, uh in this situation, but the way it was written, the way it's currently written, it leaves it way open, like a super wide gap, floodgate open wideness of what that terminology means and the way it was written. So her suggestion was that uh, in order to in order to hold these officers accountable and especially those uh, situations where a civilian dies and, you know, these shootings and whatnot, that language needs to be refined and, and changed to benefit uh, people more. Uh, not the officers, but people. And it needs to be fine-tuned. And I, I wish I had her damn name so I could, you know, tell everybody to go watch the uh, the interview because it's really good. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll forward that to you later when I find it. Um, but, yeah, I, I think they know what they're doing, but they do it in a way where it's sneaky. Uh, and it, it, it still allows them a little bit of leeway to do what they do without necessarily getting in trouble because again the language allows for it
I don't know. It's um, it's one of those things that it, it just bothers me when I see stuff like that. Um, I wish, I just wish stuff like this didn't happen. And just going back to that situation, you know, that I just talked about, it's like I thank God that, like all the time, whenever I come into contact with officers, that I'm able to walk away from it. You know, I dread it. I fear it every single time. The heart gets racing and it, yeah, you start feeling hot and flustered and, you know, God forbid that I just go to, you know, turn, turn down the radio and get shot for nothing. They need, they need to do something though. Yeah, and, you know, and that's the thing, like, for me, like, I was actually had police officers pull a gun on me before. Oh, you have? Uh, yeah. And, um, basically, it was when I was, I must have been, like, 14, no, not even that, I was, like, 11 or 12, I want to say, and, long story short, we were up in Seattle, it was my mom driving, it was my brother and I in the car. And uh, we were at the gas station, and uh, the police come flying up behind us and pull us over. And uh, I have, like, I was holding, like, a toy or something like that. Not even a toy gun, just a toy. Mm-hmm. And the cops, you know, there's a bunch of guys out of the cars, and uh, they pointed the gun at us and told us to put it down. And uh, what we came to find is that there was a kid that had gotten abducted from somewhere around, and uh, it was a truck that was similar to ours, and so they thought that my brother was the kid that got abducted. Yeah, he looks like the type of kid that would get abducted. Yeah, he does. (laughs) But but yeah, so ultimately, like, you know, that's the thing, like... uh, you know, you can get a gun pulled on you if you're any race or any age or whatever, you know, it's going to happen. Is there a frequency, uh, you know, a higher frequency for particular um, demographics? Like, hey, maybe, I don't know. Uh, but you hear you hear about it a lot, you know? Yeah. So, it's one of those things that, like, it can happen to anybody. Uh, but, I don't live, like, if I get pulled over by the police, I don't have the same, I don't have the same worries as you do. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, already said, like, I don't ever worry about getting shot. I worry about getting a ticket. And that's a very fortunate worry to have. I'll take a ticket any day. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's a very fortunate worry for me to have. Um, You know, so that's like one of those things where it's like, it doesn't really make sense for me to comment on 
how that feels because we're just it's, it's a completely different feeling yeah. you know I can't relate to you in that in that field you know like and I've actually had a gun pulled on me and but it's like it's one of those things like I understand why it happened um you know like when I look back on it like yeah they could have thought that I had a gun or something like that uh-huh. so I understand why it happened I'm glad it didn't go down any different but it's like I know for me if I get pulled over I've got my paper ready to go you know um I'm thinking about how am I going to make this interaction with this police officer as pain-free as humanly possible. Am I going to backtalk them? No. I'm speaking when spoken to. Like, and that's, that's just it. Um, so, so, when you said it, what do you, when you, when you think like that, what do you think about the scenario I just ran for you? Was I was I being a disruption? Was I being difficult? Um, like was I being a problem for for you know for him to talk to me aggressively like that for for the blatant lie you know that I was running through stop signs and whatnot? Like what's up with that? That's the thing, like. You have the right to ask what's going on. Like, if you don't know, of course you're going to ask. Like, you're not going to just, like, I think it would be weird to not ask, you know? Yeah. To act, to act like, oh, I understand what's going on. You really have no clue. That's weird to me. Um, it's, it's one of those things where, like I said, maybe that job isn't for these people that are having these problems. You know, when you go to a store... And sometimes you go to a cashier and they're just, like, super nice and they're, like, way above and beyond. You actually, like, want to go to that person because they're just nice and fun. Yeah. And then you go to that cashier that you're just, like, they're just, like, totally quiet. Like, they're obviously bothered. They don't want to be there. Like, pretty much like me. Um, (laughs) Like, that's the thing. Like, there's people that they're in jobs that they're not compatible with. You know? Yeah. And... Unfortunately, it happens with the police force. Like, you're going to get police officers that just, you know, you don't have to be a bad guy. You know, you don't have to be like that. You can stop someone and educate them on what they did. Because what you're ultimately trying to do is you're trying to serve and protect. You're trying to protect the other drivers of the road. And when you, and the person driving as well, like, if you really did run some stop signs, like, they need to educate you on what you did wrong. You know? Yeah. Say, like, this is what happened, you know? And say, you know, tell your family to have a good day. Don't sit there and cuss and and do that kind of stuff. Like, it's not necessary. And say I'll throw you in jail if they weren't here. Like, what kind of shit is that? And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, it's not, it's not necessary. Like, when something being necessary that needs to happen, like, that didn't need to happen. Like, he didn't need to do that. It's just, he's choosing to do that. And that's the thing. Like, you're going to get that type of service, you know, 
like you're paying taxes, you're paying for that. That's the service that you get. Sometimes it goes against you, unfortunately. Like sometimes you're, you know, you're paying that to, you know, keep the the neighbors that are screwing around and you know getting drunk and breaking windows. Like you get them to come over and help with that. Sometimes that's what you're paying for. But sometimes it goes against you. When it does, it's like the last thing you want is somebody who clearly doesn't enjoy their job having to do their job and then it's like I don't know they want to just take take up the frustrations of not liking their job on people that they're interacting with and uh I got a I got another weird segue um talking about people that don't like their jobs did you hear about this uh Jen Canish story do you remember him from Wilson? The teacher? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, I, I had him briefly, or um, I don't really even really remember him that much, but I do remember his face and his name. Um, but he was just in the news, and the story's on King 5, where he's uh, he said... Um, uh, Diversity is divisive. Where, <laughs> sorry, that's so, it's just funny to me. But he he says uh, diversity is divisive because it separates people or some something just just odd, something so weird. Like he he went on to say that um, if somebody from Saudi Arabia or just anywhere outside of the country comes here like it's their job to conform to our ways as soon as possible so we don't we shouldn't uh as a society go out of our way to learn more about them they need to learn more about us type of type of thing like what is going on there Interesting, right? Yeah, because there's so many like different. I'm just thinking of all the different like back and forth, different perspectives on that. You know, um, I don't know. I mean, like, what if you went to Saudi Arabia? You know, uh, would you expect that you need to learn more about that culture? you could operate over there or would you expect them to you know change what they do to accommodate you I think it's a give and take I think it's you would hope that well I would hope that if I found myself out of my element that I would be able to find someone that I could put around me that has one foot in their culture and one foot in mine to help the transition. Um, yeah, eventually that, eventually you should conform to the society that you're in. Um, but I don't know, just the way he said it made it seem more of a um, negative. Rather than 
yeah, it, it just seemed more um, like there was animosity about it rather than it being about helping people feel comfortable. I don't know. It, I mean, it sounds like he basically, it sounds like he believes in his stance and he's staying by it, like he's staying strong on it. Oh, he's very know? resolute. You should see, you should see this video. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things, though, that, like, I think that, and maybe that's what makes America different from every other country in the world, is the fact that every other country in the world, for example, may not be so accommodating to us if we were to go over there, you know? I mean, I'm sure there's ones that are much more accommodating, but, um, you know, Saudi Arabia, for example, if you go over there, you know, they're not going to change, you know, the way that they do things. Like, uh, the WWE, when they go over there for their little uh, pay-per-views now, like, they got women, women can't wrestle in matches over there, they can't have them, mm. uh, because that's their society, you know? Like, yeah. they, don't, they don't change for the way we do things, but it's expected that we change for others, uh, coming in here, and it's like when you look at that, that's kind of what America's always been about, you know? It's it's always been about, um, you know, the whole melting pot thing. Um, yeah, and that's what's weird about America, that a lot of places don't have to deal with. Like, most other places only have that set of humans you know india is full of india indians and saudi arabia is full of a lot of saudis and china's full of a lot of chinese of course there's you know some other nationalities in there somewhere but like the wu-tang clan the wu-tang clan for show they are everywhere they're like cockroaches of hip-hop they they (laughs) won't die for nothing and they're everywhere but, um, yeah, uh, most of these places only have the one set of people. So, when you're the majority, it's easier to be like, look, this this 99.9% is not going to come down to this 0.01%. You need to come up here with us. You need to start doing things the way we do it. You know, so I can see how that... It's different, but here in America, it's like you got you got all these different divisions, and it's weird, man. It is so weird when you really just break it down like that and, and think about it. It is um, no wonder we had so many problems. Like, how do you how do you get all these different people to think the same? And that's, and that's the problem is that we, this is supposed to be that, like that song, this land is your land, this land is, you know, made for you and me and all that. Yeah. So like, the thing is like, yeah, it's supposed to be everybody's piece of the pie, like everybody's country, land of the free, all that stuff. Like it's supposed to be, I don't think the freedom of it all, you know, mm. but that's the, the problem is that you have all these people that 
want to have their opinion, but when other people have an opinion about something, they get mad about it. Oh, you shouldn't say that. Oh, you shouldn't say that. You shouldn't think that way. You know? Mm-hmm. And so it's you get all these people thinking that the only correct way to think or the only correct things to say are the ones that they have chosen to say. Otherwise, you're wrong. You know? Yeah. Um, and so it's just this whole, um, I don't know, double standard. Uh, obviously, there's things that um, you just probably shouldn't say, you know, getting back to like racist comments, like, you know, you probably shouldn't say that, but you stuff you shouldn't say, like, just, yeah, technically you can say that, you have the freedom to say that, but you're an asshole. Yeah. Um, you all, you also got the freedom to get fucked up. <laughs> hey, man, it's been known to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's just, you know, it, it's one of those things like, you know, this guy, he can say diversity is divisive, like, you know. And to him, like, that's what he believes in. You know, he's thought about it. He's gone out and said it. And, you know, when people like him make statements like that, anytime, like, even this podcast, look, I'm saying stuff that I'm thinking about on the fly, and... Obviously, I'm not going to say things that everyone agrees with. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm just like, and a lot of the stuff that I say, I say it like with, I say it in the form of a question, you know, because yeah. it's something for you to think about. It's not necessarily how I feel. It's, you know, there's things that I feel, but it's also questions, you know, more questions on top of the initial question like it's not sometimes it's not just cut and dry it's not so simple it's well if you're going to ask me this what are these other little factors that go into it what are the you know what are the um, you know the parameters that we're dealing with here like I want to know more I I like to ask questions and, and find out and think different ways you know, because it's not always so clear, cut, dry, and definitive. It's just sometimes there's more angles to look at and figure out. And it's just, you know, um, I don't know, it's like sometimes we jump to the easiest answer and we don't explore the other options when we give up on opportunities to find a better answer than the easy one. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say something super crazy and just off the wall, but I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> I just I decided I'm gonna pull back on that one and you know uh, save myself from the criticism because I was gonna say something super wild. But uh, let's take a break and, and cut right here so I can review my notes and go to the next point. Alright, we're back. Uh, I apologize for that because I, I can't do both, have my notes up and record at the same time. Um, but my next question I wanted to, or next point I want to talk to you about um, is about education. Do you think that um, 
in today's society, it's important to go to college. I know we kind of talked about that last episode. Um, but there's still a bunch of people that believe in college. They they are sticking to that. Do you believe that that's necessary in Because obviously they definitely need to go and have, you know, extensive training and and education. I'm just talking about um, normal professions like, um, I don't know, uh, how long is a, you know, a technical uh, uh, term for like being a mechanic? What, like two or three years? Or... You know, stuff like that. You can learn. The way I say it is you can pretty much learn everything you need to know about 90% of jobs right now on YouTube. True, but if your car goes down and you, uh, you know, you need your car fixed. Do you want to take your car to a YouTube mechanic or do you want to take your car to a mechanic who just knows what they're doing? Because they've they've done it several times on an actual car uh, that they have at their disposal. They've seen the differences between, like, you driving a Nissan and then you got a Dodge and then you got, you know, a Mustang. Like, you have different cars are going to have different setups. You know, you have... You're not going to sit there and have your mechanic go and get you all the differences, you know, between those three different cars. Like, you know, um, they're going to be very particular. There's going to be different parts and locations of parts. Like, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where there's certain professions that definitely need to do the, you know, the college stuff. But... There's a lot of stuff. I don't know, man. There's a lot of stuff that I'm looking at and I'm like, what? You need a two-year degree for this? Like, are you kidding me? You know, like, there's plenty of stuff like that. You know, there's, I mean, hey, I've known a lot of people that worked at a Fred Meyer uh, Starbucks kiosk and they got their associate's degree. I work with people that have their associate's degree. You know, they went and put all that time into getting that, and they're doing nothing. And they make less than me. Which is my point. So, it's like, I think, I think it's more important, I think, I would like to see, you know, a bigger emphasis on, you know, getting a trade, which is something I want to do. But, you know, getting a trade, like, you know, and like, how many BS, um, you know, courses are there? 
DS, what's that? BS, bullshit. Oh, bullshit, okay. You know, like... Oh, like, to me, like, it just seems like there's a lot of stuff out there that you go get your, you know, your, your, uh, bachelors and just, just stupid stuff. Like, you know, that's not to knock people that have done that, but, like, you know, you go to school for four years and you get, like, a degree in arts or something like that. You know, uh, I, don't, I don't know. There's, like, specific ones that I've seen. Uh, obviously... I didn't go and get any, so I can't really be knocking anybody about what they got. But I know that there's stuff that they're going to go out and get these degrees, and they can't really do much with them. And even if they do have a bachelor's in this field, they're still making less money than what I make right now, who, someone who went and worked at a grocery store right out of high school. So it sounds like you're making my point. It sounds like you don't think it's necessary. Like necessary? No, no, not necessary. Okay. Well, yeah, that that's kind of where I'm at with it. I'm I'm wondering. Like, I I truly wondering why anyone that isn't going into maybe some type of engineering or some type of a doctoring program or surgical or um, maybe even some type of therapy type of program why they are going to college Um, you know I, I started thinking about this because I have a family member who's uh, really young and you know, they're struggling with high school and at the at the very best, they're going to get, a, you know, I mean, at the very least, they should get a GED um, so that you can say that you've, you've completed those 12 years or whatever. And... I initially would have wanted to push that person into, you know, college because that's kind of what they sold us back in the day when we, you know, when we were growing up is that, you know, you go to high school, then you go to college, you get the good job. But we've seen very recently and for a while now where people going to college, they come home and they have uh, this degree that they're not even working in the field of that degree. They have a mountain of debt that they are just stuck with. Uh, Here's the thing about that uh, student loan crap. I did not know that when you get student loans... That debt stays with you forever, like forever, until you die. I did not know that. If you, you know, find yourself on hard times and uh, you de- you decide that you want to file for bankruptcy, that's fine. You could do that. 
But guess what's still going to be on your credit report? Yes, student loan. That's going to be there forever. I would not encourage anybody to go to college. Why? Because most of the stuff, like I was saying, nowadays is on YouTube. A lot of crap is on YouTube, man. It's like, uh, once I moved into this house, I'm just been stuck on uh, carpentry stuff or handyman stuff. I learned how to change my uh, garbage disposal from watching YouTube. I didn't have to call a plumber or anything. I I ended up learning how to, you know, uh, do the my accent wall. I didn't have to call a carpenter and and hire out that stuff, or I didn't have to call a painter because I learned proper painting techniques from YouTube. Um, all these things, man. That stuff is out there. Any, you know, they got the master classes. They have the Skillshare um, programs out there that will teach you how to do marketing and social media, this and that. And man, you do not need college anymore. And I'm wondering why are they still offering this to people? And if they're going to keep it around, they should probably start thinking about been more like Bernie Sanders and, and just offer it for free. You know? Because most of this stuff is online now. And people are still falling for the trap of going to these institutions where they're going to leave with $100,000 in debt. And then you're going to hate yourself for the next, you know, 40, 50 years. Why put yourself through that? to give out diplomas. Hey, I mean, I'm sure we're going to see that in the <laughs> not too distant future. They need to give out diplomas. Watch watch 100 videos on a specific subject. Then, once you've completed the, the videos, submit your own video of you actually completing said step, and YouTube will send you a diploma. Take that to your job and say, hey, I did what I need to do. I know what I'm doing. Let me get that job. That's 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 the future, man. It makes no sense to to do the college thing anymore. And I'm sorry for all the, the college people out there, but that stuff is becoming obsolete. Like I don't I don't get it. It's all it's all in the palm of our hand now. Um 
Yeah, let me ask you some some weird question now. Because I'm finding out uh, that now, this is like a big deal, man. That people around the world, you know, all over the, the internet have been kind of talking about this. Oh, that, yeah, hold on. I got to write this down because this is something else. Um, oh, what is that? Okay. Um, people all around the world and all over the internet have been talking about this and um, it made me realize that we are all very different and um, I'm going to make you uncomfortable but it's for the sake of science alright alright um, how do you wipe Yeah. Man, you just gotta start rubbing and don't let go till it stays white. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, are you a stand up and wipe? Or are you a sit down and wipe type of guy? No, 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 no. See, that's the thing. You don't stand up and wipe your ass. Okay. Alright. Explain it to me. You sit. And you get like a wide stance, all right? And you like, you maybe even like grab a butt cheek and kind of pop it up on the seat mm. a little bit to get a little more spread. But you do it like that. Because the moment you stand up, you're squishing your ass together, <laughs> right? So you're going to take, take a shit and stand up. <laughs> and you're going to press all that boo boo. Uh, yeah. And then. And then you gotta, t- and then you gotta take your like one of your hands, like spread your ass, and then white, like uh, why are you doing all that? Why are you doing all that? Uh, you know, pretty much, pretty much, you know, quit playing with your food, just eat it. Whoa. <laughs> and I've already had this discussion, this debate. What? Uh, one of my buddies that you know him well, well not well, but. Is you it know, Kennedy? Gonna, I'm not going to say his name because he's going to get sad. Oh, man. Come to find out that him and his whole family are stand-up ass wipers. Hey, man. I, I didn't even know that was a thing. See, okay. that's why we need to talk about it. Because people are different. I, I'm going to put it to you like this. Hey, you can add me to the stand-up ass wiper colony. I'm a, I stand, bro. Why do you do that? Because it makes more sense to me. There's no. It makes more. It makes more sense if you're taking a shit out in the forest. No, no, no. You. I. You don't got a toilet seat to sit on. Like. All right, look. I'm. A, I'm gonna break it down for you. Just like you just broke. Broke it down. I'm gonna break it down for you. All right. You like to wipe sitting down. You prop up the ass cheek, right? And and then you get busy. See, for me, I find that to be uncomfortable because you can't get a proper you can't get enough uh space back there for your hand to get a proper white so i stand and and free up any obstacles around my ass and then i get i get a little not like a full squat but i do like a little knee bend and and then prop the ass cheek open and get the wipe action you know what i'm saying so yeah when you stand fully erect 
and you try to wipe your ass, you look like a, a, a fucking psycho. But if you you put a little knee bend in it, and, and then you know use your uh, your less dominant hand to prop open the cheek, then you got full access, and you have no obstacles in your way. You know what I'm saying? No, man, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> That's terrible. You can't. No. No, you, man, you gotta you stand have, up. If you don't have, if you don't have enough clearance. To get your hand up and wipe your ass, you need to buy an elongated toilet, okay? Not the round bowl, but the elongated bowl, all right? Give yourself a little more room. Do yourself some justice. Toilets aren't really that expensive either. You need a new toilet toilet for your new place anyways, so you need to get yourself an elongated bowl and then just be civilized. I want to be civilized. No man, I would I would do it that way even if I had the elongated bowl. I've done it. I've I've done it that way forever. It doesn't make sense to me to to sit down. Like you know, one of my biggest fears is like, and I'm sure it's a fear of a lot of people, is getting shit on something that shouldn't have shit on it. Okay. Yeah. Like so, your, uh, like the side of your butt cheek after you've already taken a shit. Like yeah. Because you, because you chose to stand up? Is it, No, because you chose to sit down to, to no, wipe your it's ass. Already, it's already there. All right, look. It's already there. Look, look. That's like, okay, that's look. Like if, if you take a shit and you run out of toilet Man, I don't know what type of shit she be taking, but I don't I don't get it on the cheeks, man. Unless it's just a a, a really bad post taco day or some shit. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not a normal thing for me. I keep it real clean back there. But what I'm saying is like, look, you sitting down, unless you are getting butt ass naked, you sitting down and you you're gonna wipe your ass. And your your fucking your shirt is back there. Like, what if you accidentally hit the back of your shirt? Man, you got boo boo on your shirt, man. Because I don't buy my shirts from the B and I four sizes too big. I got proper size shirts. Like I got proper size shirts too, but you know sometimes it might get stuck a little bit, and you might have a little jerk, and it come up up your back too far or something. What? No. Nah, man, you doing it wrong, man. How am I doing it wrong? I'm like batting a thousand. That's that's yeah, man. That's that's different, bro. <laughs> that's not that's not normal. I'm telling you, you whoever this person was told you him and their whole family is a stand up situation. I'm a stand up situation. My wife's a stand up situation. You oh, don't. don't. Don't bust her out like that. That's messed up. Nah, man. She, hey, I, I'll bring her in here. and She'll tell you she stands up. Because nah, she, she know how to do it correctly. No, that's not correct. Nah, man. You doing it wrong, bro. Okay, how about this then? Are you a... You So you go front to back, right? What? You go front to back. From the sack to the to the hole. Or do you go the other way? 
Man, I know both ways at the same time. Nah, man. It, it, see, you're doing too much. You 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 making a joke out of it now. <laughs> sometimes sometimes you just gotta go with the flow. You gotta go where it needs it. Sometimes you just gotta go where it needs it. No, you serious? Like you go back to front? Yeah. Nah, man. See, you definitely do. You getting boo boo on your balls? It could be worse. I could be standing up and wiping my ass. Nah, you know? man. You you getting shit on your nuts, bro. That is crazy. That's fucking insane. <laughs> That's insane. No. Tell me you're not doing that. Like you? No, that, you you like joking, right? That rule only applies for women, by the way. No. Oh man. Nah, man. All right, yeah, you, yeah, you, you've done it. You have officially done it. You have reached the um, creep status number <laughs> number ten. Like, bruh, you can't be doing that, man. You don't even get it on your ball. It, it, it went anyways. It was going on the gooch. So that's a problem, man. No. You doing wet wipes or you just doing dry? Dude, you gotta do wet wipes. See, I don't like wet on my butt, man. Man. I just do it dry and, and I just wipe until it's white. You gotta do wet on the butt. It's 2019, man. It's normal. Nah, I don't like it wet. It's weird. It's weird. Wow. I I, I just learned a lot about you, man. And, um, you know, I, I know I asked the question, but it, I learned some stuff about you that I really didn't want to know. You don't ask questions. You may not want to know the answers to. <laughs> yeah, it's just so weird. You stand up, man. All right, I'm going to take another break because I got another set of questions to ask. And then, we'll, uh, you know, I need a break because I need to you know, get this out of my mind. Cause it's it's making me sad. All right, we back, we back, we back. Um. Oh yeah, I wanted to talk about that. To tag on to that, the poop talk. You know, I heard the craziest thing today, is that um, I listened to a podcast where these guys were talking about um their drug use, and. They had, you know, talked about, you know, doing weed when they were younger, mushrooms, acid, LSD, all these different types of drugs that they liked and how, you know, how um, they reacted to them and how it was fun or not fun or whatever. Um, But one guy said he grew up in Florida and I guess out in Florida, they do some crazy shit. Like not everybody, but there's some extreme extreme motherfuckers out there and they um apparently they shit in a bag and then let it sit in the sun for like four or five days and then they like huff it have you heard of that uh yeah it's called spanaway (laughs) it's called spanaway oh man damn that's disrespectful (laughs) that's disrespectful (laughs) 
But fuck, I'm man. Saying, I've, heard, I've heard some stuff going down up in these parts. We, we don't need to go to Florida for that, you know? Like, but no, that's that sucks. Like, man. I, yeah. That's weird. that's weird to me. That's like, that's like, uh, did you ever see that? Did you ever see that movie, Jack? Jack. Robin Williams? Uh, I believe so. I've pretty much seen all his movies, so I'm sure I've seen it. Where he, where he like, ages really fast, and so but when he's, like, eight, he's, like, a grown man. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and they're up in, like, the tree fort, and, like, he's got, like, fart in a coffee can. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty much what that is, and that sucks. Like, if you fart in a coffee can and you tell your friends to smell it, like, you're an asshole. Right. Uh, so if you shit in a bag and let it ferment for three days and tell your friends to sniff it and get high, like, yeah, that's they, weird, man. That's they, weird. They, it's just, you know. They call it uh, butt hash. Well, hey, you know, that's the, that's the beauty of America, is that you can name that whatever the hell you want. You know, and somebody's gonna hear it, and somebody's gonna want to do it. That's fucked up. I, yeah. So, <laughs> you know. What is wrong with people? What is wrong with people, man? Where you would like who, in their right mind, would shit in a bag, and then let it sit for almost a week, and then just start. Huffing it to get a buzz. What kind and of get, and all you're getting is a buzz? That sucks. What kind of low life is that though? That's a I don't know. that's a real degenerate. Like that's crazy. All right, but let's get off that shit talk because that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, just, I gotta, I gotta know. I gotta know. Can, can you like make different strands of this, like? Can you eat like chili back one night? Ooh, can that's you interesting. Shit in a bag, and then you got this chili mac variety versus like asparagus shit. You know, like yeah, that's interesting, man. I never thought about that. I tell you one thing though: um, if you get a vegan to shit in a bag, I would have fuck you up. You gonna get all types of high off of that. It only needs three days on that. It don't need a whole week. Well, yeah, the dude that's uh, that's like you that stands up in the wife's ass and get him to do it because he's vegan. So, well, I'm not saying we should do that because that's probably gross. Yeah, I'm not doing you know, that. I'm not, I'm not gonna get a buzz. I'll throw up, and it's just not fun. Like, yeah, you know, I'll pass. I'll pass on the poop. Yeah, pass on the ass. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Anyway. That yeah, that's interesting. We we um should try to talk to some people in Florida to see if there's different flavors out there. Oh, that's fucked up. Uh, uh, I want to know um, what what kind of situations have you been in where something embarrassing happened that uh, ended up pissing you off, like just upsetting you really bad. I'll tell you one of mine. Yeah, I'll tell you one of mine first. Um. Have you ever been in a situation where you're at a store or at the mall or something and um, you're walking around 
and you know you're doing your shopping and um you see this chick and you know she's looking good you know what i mean you notice the the chicks that look good from a ways away you see her you're like wow you know she look amazing and uh you guys are walking in opposite directions and the closer and closer you get you know you you just checking her out she gets really close and she looks in your direction and she gives you kind of a too long of a, a a look to where it's not like she's just glancing but it's a look where oh do I know this person and then uh she throws a little wave and then you looking you you catch it and you wave back and uh you know just to find out that she was waving at the the girl behind you. <laughs> she was waving at the girl behind you. Are you just sitting there like, ah, oh, damn? You know, damn. I I thought I thought that was something right there. You ever been through that? Something similar, but you know. I mean. Yeah, you ain't know, get somebody that comes up and like waves. I swear yeah, that that hurts your soul, man. That's very yeah. demoralizing. That's happened to me yeah, so. too many times. No, I think the one that like I think the one that's more embarrassing for me is like when I see somebody that I think that I know and I'm like, Hey, aren't you so and so's dad? They're like, No. <laughs> And then at that point, you, like, as they say no, you're like, no, certainly they are not. Like, you realize that as you're asking it, you're like, oh, it's too late to, and it's just weird. Like, you got, oh, man, I'm sorry, I thought you were so-and-so, you know? Like, mm. that, that's always been, like, an awkward one for me. Yeah, that's pretty mild, though. It is, it is, but it's, you know, putting yourself out there. Yeah. Damn, I felt like a super loser every time this happened. Every fucking time. I hate that feeling, man. Um, but uh, moving on, since uh, we're running out of time here. It's getting pretty late. Do you work in the morning? No. Okay, yes, yes. Okay, cool. Um, I know you are a... You're still an Arrow fan, right? The TV show Arrow? Yeah. I haven't watched the last couple seasons. Oh, okay. So, you're kind of in the same boat as I am. I kind of dropped off because it uh, just seemed like it got kind of repetitive. and. After Savitar, man, I can't do it. Like, that was, that was kind of like it for me. I was like, wow, this is, like, how do they get out of this, you know? And I haven't watched since that season, so... Oh, you talking about the Flash? Oh, Arrow and Flash, yeah. So, well, I'm talking about like the same. Yeah, yeah. So I'm talking about the same time period, though. Oh, like okay. Arrow, like Arrow. I'll tell you what, Arrow. The worst thing that they did was show. Like the last thing that I saw was when the island blew up. Mm, I might have missed that. I might have missed that. 
Yeah, it's been it's been like two or three seasons that I missed. But um. Yeah, Arrow and Flash. I kind of quit watching it at the same time or at the same time. I just can't. I just can't get into it anymore. Like Arrow, after they kind of like showed how she got off the island and all that stuff, mm. it's like that was. They could have drugged that out forever, you know. Yeah. But they they killed the mystery, and that was kind of part of what was so appealing was the flashbacks, you know. Yeah. And um, the you know then it got so repetitive with like all the uh, the Bradvia Bradvia. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that part. Um, so. Yeah, the reason why I brought it up is because I saw that. They're they're about to um, shut the show down. I think yeah. yeah, the next season is gonna be the the last season. Um, I was thinking you were still watching, so I was gonna ask how you felt about it, but you you haven't been really invested, so. Um, I, which is cool to me, cause if they end it, then that means it's gonna find its way to Netflix, and then I can binge it. I just can't really sit down week after week and watch it. I'd rather binge it and, and just... Yeah, rapid fire. Get it all done. Yeah, just knock it out in a weekend or something. Uh, so, yeah. Hurry up. Shut it down. Um, let's go to these uh, these rich kids. I know you heard this story, right? The Ivy League... The Ivy League kids. The parents that... Uh, were faking on the admissions and uh, paying for the for uh, coaches to act like a kid was on some type of a sports mm-hmm. team and all that. Yeah. Screw went to test results and all that. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, Aunt Becky from Full House was in on that. Aunt Becky, Aunt that bitch. Man. She's out of line. Aunt fucking Becky, man. She was, like my, she was like my celebrity crush when I was like seven hey, or eight. I do not blame you, man. She was uh, she was very pretty. She was she was that one. That was one of the reasons why I watched that show. Um, yeah, man, it's pretty screwed up though. You know, for all my talk about how I feel about college and how it's not really necessary, it's messed up that you know these. Uh, these people with affluence and money can buy their way into these schools and programs where I'm sure that I am, we're all sure that there's a long list of qualified students who did everything correctly to be able to go to these schools that were denied because they had money they, you know, game the system, and, you know, it just, it's just one of those things is just, it really upsets me because those type of people are the same type of people that tell, quote unquote, the others that you just got to work hard, you just got to pick yourself up by your bootstraps, and you just got to keep trucking and try more you're not working hard enough and all that type of stuff where 
you're not working hard. You're buying your way into these rooms, into these situations. You know, I hate that shit. I hate it so much. And um, one of the biggest uh, really surprises to me, and, and it was kind of funny when I heard about it, was that Aunt Becky's daughter... I, and I, I don't, I can't think of her name, her real name, but Aunt Becky's daughter is like some Instagram or YouTube influencer type of person. And she made a video where she basically said she only wants to go to school for the, the games and the parties. And she doesn't care about school for any other reason. That's it. Like, we're, we're denying qualified, uh, hardworking, and, and uh, worthy people, but we're allowing this, you know, privileged, spoiled brat of a person into these universities so that they can then... You know, in another 20 years, do the same thing for their kids. And, yeah, it's just a messed up situation. And that's why a couple of students actually sued those schools that are involved. Because they got denied at those schools. And they, you know, they were well qualified, but they weren't able to make it in. And they um, should. Yeah. And also, uh, her daughter that's the Instagram person yeah. uh, she was actually sponsored by um, I think like Sephora or something like that and they uh, pulled they pulled the endorsements on her yeah. um, and Becky uh, Aunt Becky got fired from her uh, Hallmark show and she got uh, fired from Fuller House on Netflix too Get her out of here. Yeah, so she's she's done. She's done. Isn't she like hiding in Canada right now? What's that? I said, isn't she like hiding in Canada right now? Or did she turn herself in? I don't know. No, they arrested her. Oh, they did? Yeah, she got arrested. Okay, cool. She's out on like a one million dollar bond or something like that. So I don't know. They yeah they they do what they need to do with her. Well, that's for now. that's nothing for them because didn't she give like half a million to the school to get her daughter in there? Yeah, yeah. they were supposed to say that if they got caught that it was a donation or something like that for the school. I don't know. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's crap. Uh. Rich people just, it's like, fuck, man, like, the gap is so wide between middle class and rich, you know, and you're just shitting on us even more, you know what I mean? Like, come on, man, people working their asses off and you just throwing money at it. That's the thing, like, middle class isn't even middle class anymore. It's, like, low, lower class now. Yeah. Like, 
you know, I don't know, it's like nowadays middle class, like the actual real middle class, you know, that spot where you're halfway between the filthy rich and you're halfway between the poor. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I know I make well under that. Yeah. Yeah. So, the whole middle class idea, like... Is pretty much gone. That's out of reach for a lot of people. It goes, you know, poverty and wealthy. <laughs> and there's that, like, little bit in between where you're just above the poverty line. You know? Yeah, I heard that where, you know, people in the middle class are... One five hundred dollar expense away from uh, being broke. Like, yeah. if uh, one unexpected five hundred dollar bill appeared, then most of us would have to choose between, you know, paying our mortgage, between eating, and and you know, any other bill that we have. Like something is going to have to be sacrificed, and sometimes uh, those things are life-threatening, right? Medications, or uh, if you have a toothache and you got to get a tooth pulled, you know what I mean? Like that can destroy your the whole economy of your of your household, and yeah. you know it, it could wreck you. Damn, that's messed up. Um, uh, have you heard of that dude? Did you watch that video on my Facebook of uh, Andrew Yang? Of what? Of Andrew Yang. He's a Democratic nominee that is, you know, he's he's running for president. And uh, basically, the long and short of his uh, campaign is he wants to uh, give every American citizen, every American-born citizen, 18 years uh, and over, up into the age of 64, an extra $1,000 a month uh, just because you're a U.S. citizen. How do you feel about that? That's not gonna. That's no. Is it like a one-time thing or always? No, it's always. No, nah, that's not gonna work. Why not? For the simple fact that if you get have you know a, a thousand people getting a thousand dollars, you know, like just the sheer amount of money per month, that's way too much. Well, he has a plan for that, man. He's he's planning he's planning on taxing uh, big corporations uh, on technical on technological advancements. So any yeah. technology apps or uh, any type of uh, sciency things, they're gonna be taxed on those things, and that money go is gonna go to the American people. What happens when those people get tired of getting taxed and they move to a different country? Um, he he had an answer for that, but I I, I don't want to misquote him, so I'm not gonna uh, do it off the cuff. 
Oh, did I lose him? No. Hello? No. Okay, yeah, you still there. I don't know what that noise was. Uh, but this battery's dying. Uh, let's let's kind of rapid fire through these last ones. Um, are there any shows that you're watching right now? That you uh, shows? Yeah, that you like? watching TV, like, I'll find a series after the fact, like, you know, that way I can binge it, um, so... Like what? Yeah. So, I'll, I'll watch a series after it's already wrapped up, that way I can binge watch it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have anything new. Um, I still haven't watched shit like Stranger Things and none of that stuff. Uh, I have it on my Netflix, but I, I just haven't gotten to it. I, I watch what I watch, and you know, it just I keep it at that. I'm still a Walking Dead fan. Um, uh, the Flash, and that's pretty much it, man. Um, yeah, it's pretty sad. I don't really get a whole lot of time to watch TV nowadays. Um, all right, well. Let's get into the the part that I was looking forward to the most. And, uh, well, first, let me take a quick, let us take a quick break so I can regroup. But when we come back, we're going to talk about our top five movies. Right? Right. Yeah. All right. We'll come back. All right, we're back. I got my list ready. And... Let's start with you first. Let, let's give me your five and tell tell us why. Yeah, uh, why these movies are your top five favorite movies. So, my my movies, uh, basically, my movies are all uh, tied to a point in my life, mm -hmm. um, and these movies may or not may or may not be like a Academy Award winning movies. I don't really go off of that. Like I don't go off of, I don't like to be influenced into liking something. Yeah. So a lot of my movies may not be like the best, like as far as like plot goes and all that stuff. And the, you know, um, Rotten Tomatoes and all that stuff. Like that stuff doesn't matter to me. It's my movies are the ones that I enjoy and they're usually tied to, you know, like an era of my life or something like that that just makes me, um, when I go back and think about it, uh, you know, it, it makes me feel good uh, yeah. and, and happy. So, um, the first movie on my list, it's actually a split. Two movies, different movies, but they're pretty much so similar that I'm going to just say that they're tied for this place. Terminator. Those, no. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> those movies being um, Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, shit. And Rush Hour. Okay. Um, there's a lot of parallels in these movies. Where you have the, you know, the 
funny cop, um, you know, just doing, uh, just shit happens to him, um, you know, working on this case, um, obviously Rush Hour is very different in the sense that you have Jackie Chan in there, and it's a very action-based movie, and Beverly Hills Cop is, um, you know, he's got his, the two other dudes that, you know, he's pulling pranks on to elude them, but no, those, uh, those movies just, you know, I think Eddie Murphy is one of the, uh, one of the funniest comedians, um, especially like a movie Hollywood comedian. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, Eddie Murphy, like, he's just, that guy, he, he's always got me laughing. Um, and then Chris Tucker, uh, you know, I think Chris Tucker's a little annoying sometimes. Can be, yeah. He's funny. Like, you can't, you know, you can't deny he's funny. Uh, and then Jack Chan makes him there. <laughs> so anyways, I like the, I like the, the whole theme of both movies, the, the police trying to solve a, a mystery or, you know, solve a case. And just funny, funny, funny the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, both movies, you know, uh, they're pretty much same idea uh, so that's gonna be uh, my first entry okay now is, um, your, now is your list uh, ranked from best to worst or is this just in any order it, mine has to be in any order because I don't really I, I will say there is one that is, is my favorite of the favorite and that's my I'll be out one last okay. but I just, you know, a good movie is a good movie. Some, I mean, sometimes they're just so apples and oranges that it doesn't make sense to say four, five, three, two kind of thing. Right. Um, the next one on my list is going to be, uh, have you ever seen Smokey and the Bandit? No. Okay. Is Smokey that, uh, is that... Uh, damn. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Thank uh, you. I, I was gonna say Burt Wallace for some reason. Burt Reynolds. Yes. Yeah, uh, Smoking the Bandit. That movie is funny as shit. Okay. Uh, uh Sheriff Buford T. Justice. So. Basically, um, uh, it, it's about uh, this this guy that he's got a truck. Uh, some guy, it's illegal to have beer uh, west of somewhere in Texas or something. Um, long story short, these guys hire uh, the bandits to haul some coolers uh, back to where they live and uh, there's this cop that's chasing them and the whole movie's about the cop trying to catch up with the bandit who's driving uh, he's got the, the Pontiac that he's driving and then he's basically like 
deemed a distraction for the actual semi-truck that's holding all the alcohol. So he's trying to lure, the bandit's trying to lure, lure Smokey, the, the cop, uh, away from the truck uh, so they can make the delivery and then he gets paid, you know, very, uh, very nicely for this delivery. And it's just funny because uh, the sheriff, he says the most off-the-wall, funny-ass shit you've ever heard. And it's just something that you can just sit there and watch and you just look forward to it and you you can't wait for them to say the next line. It's just it's just funny. Like, this is one of those movies that you got to watch it. And I watched it when I was real, real little and didn't really understand too much of it, but then, like, as an adult, when I watch it, it's... It's just great. It's brilliant. Um, and it always puts me in a good mood when I watch that movie. I just feel great. Um, mm. I need to check it out. Yeah, it, it's worth it. Uh, the next on my list is probably one of the most like critically acclaimed movies. Have you ever seen Crash? Crash, yes, I have. It was a great movie. Okay. I don't need to explain too much to you about that movie, man, but Crash, to me, is a brilliant movie. It's a masterpiece. Uh, yeah, and it really is. And uh, that's basically, for those who don't know what that movie is, it's basically, uh, it's set in what, L.A.? Yep. And it's in like a 24-hour time period or something like that. Um there's, it, it's basically um, all these different characters have some type of an interaction with each other and you get to see this chain of events with uh, like two dozen characters. Uh, so you'll see character A interact with character uh, <coughs> G and then character G will interact with character B who then later character N uh, meets with character A and then just like everything is interconnected and it really shows you like how small of a world we live in and you don't know everybody's story it's a and, it's a good cause and effect film yeah one situation and, influences the next yeah it's and, good, yeah and it just shows you like how how blind you can be to another person's situation. Like, you might be judgmental on somebody not knowing what just happened to them, yeah. why they're acting the way that they're acting. Um, and it really just, you know, it, it kind of reminds you of the humanity in us. Um, and, yeah, that that movie is just, if you have not watched that movie, I, I would say that's probably my most highly recommended movie on my list just because I think that more people can enjoy it. Um, you know, a lot of uh, people that were in that movie, um, you know, there was a, uh, what, Terrence Howard, uh, Ryan Felipe, Don Cheadle, um, uh, Brendan Fraser, uh, Sandra Bullock, um, Matt Dillon, uh, there's so many, there's so many people in that movie, um, but 
yeah, that was that was a, a really great movie. Um, and then Don Cheadle's in that movie, uh, and he happens to be in my next movie, which is probably going to be one that's not something that everybody's going to enjoy. Okay, okay. But have you ever seen Rain Over Me? Rain Over Me? Yeah. No, I seen Rain On Me. No. No, no, This is Rain Over Me. Um, it's uh Adam Sandler movie. No, I never even heard of this. What? It's Adam Sandler and Don Cheadle. What? And, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, Rain Over Me. Basically, uh, the movie is about this, uh, it's about this guy who's, um, who you can learn very early on that, uh, it's a guy played by Adam Sandler whose family, uh, was actually on one of the planes in 9-11. Oh, yeah, and he, and Don Cheadle's a therapist, right? He's a dentist, and, um... Oh, yeah, yep, yeah, I've seen it. I know what you're talking about, yep. It, it, it is a good movie. It's a good movie. That movie really opened my eyes to, uh, to Don Cheadle. And I knew Adam Sandler could be a serious actor. Which he was um, surprisingly good in that. He looked like a, a sack of shit, but he was good yeah. at it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, and just, like, the, the raw emotion from him, like, when he'd get mad, like, when you bring up his family. That was a great movie. Um... And before I go on to my number one movie, I'm going to give an honorable mention to a movie that I just recently discovered um, that basically I've come to find that I like finding a movie when you have a stereotypical um, comedy actor that's what we're doing, like, really cheesy, like, stupid, funny movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then they get serious. They put out a serious movie. And you're just like, wow. Like, that's actually a really good movie. Um, I recently discovered uh, it's a Jim Carrey movie. Number 23? Uh, what's that? Number 23? No, that one was pretty good, but I like this one better. Have you ever seen uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? Is that a movie? Yeah, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Is that on Netflix? Yeah. Uh, Uh. You got to watch it. It's uh, basically, long story short, um, it's about this couple that uh, there's this procedure that the, uh, the the guy's girlfriend ends up going through when she's she doesn't want to remember him anymore. She's done with him, doesn't want to remember him. So she has this procedure done that erases him from every every corner of her memories. Mm, and he he sees her and. Uh, She acts like she's never seen him before. And 
so he's like wigging out like what's going on and um, he finds out that she had this procedure done and he can't get her off of his mind so he chooses to have the same procedure done so basically this movie covers um, you know what happens when you are facing losing those memories like do you just let them go or do you fight to keep them when you realize that you really want them and it's, it's a I mean it's a pretty serious movie like it's it's a very deep movie yeah. and the cool thing the cool thing about it is that there's a lot of um, the movie is not in chronological order so you if you watch it two times you'll really understand what's going on in the movie um it's a great movie though and it's it's so new on my list it came out a long time ago but it's so new for me that it's it almost bumped a you know one or two of my movies on my list so wow. um, but my number one movie <coughs> and this goes back to like we're talking second grade when it first came out for me um it's probably on a lot of like emo kid list but I could not have my top five movies, top favorite movies, without including The Crow. Wow, yeah. I should have seen that did coming. You, did you ever see that? Of course. Okay. That movie, it's, it's a great movie. Cult classic. Oh, yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, it's basically... Uh, imagine... You're, you have to love your life, you're going to get married soon, and you're in this like crappy part of town, and the landlord and his buddies bust into your house, and they have their way with your, with your girl, and they kill you, throw you out the window, you know, however many stories up, nine stories up, ten stories up. Yeah. And then they kill her too. You're both dead. But your soul is so uh, distraught and angry that it can't rest. So somehow, some way, after you're getting buried, you get resurrected. And your soul can't rest until you take vengeance on those who did this to you. That's this whole movie. It's a revenge movie, um, you know, where you've got to try to hunt these guys down one by one and get revenge on them. Um, and probably why it's my favorite movie is because I've watched it so many times. Um, the soundtrack to that movie it's pretty amazing. Uh, after all these years, like I've listened to it enough, and like I know the bands now, and so just like the soundtrack is just amazing to me. And uh, the big thing, like that, why it's always been so like interesting is because the main actor uh, for the movie is uh, Brandon, uh, Brandon Lee, the son of Bruce, uh, Lee. Bruce Lee. So he was actually killed during the filming of this movie. Yeah. Um, and he was killed by one of the other actors. Um, the loaded gun. Because, 
he had a basically it was supposed to be a blank that he shot, but he had, it, somehow it, the gun was loaded with a real bullet, uh, and so it, you know shot him, killed him, and uh, yeah, so he was Brandon Lee was killed in the making of this movie, and so like there's always been this uh, you know. I don't know, just like, uh, maybe like a morbid curiosity, um, about the movie, and it's just kind of like, uh, I don't know, it's, it's almost in a, in a very similar manner to how, you know, Heath Ledger died during, uh, The Dark Knight, you know, like, that's the movie that he went out with, um, hmm. or that was, you know, one of his last movies. But yeah, like, you know, Heath Ledger, like, after he died, that's when, you know, The Dark Knight came out, and so everybody's just like, wow, that's kind of like the, the movie of their legacy, and so, um, yeah, it's just always been one of my favorite movies. Now, are my movies on my list, like, the absolute, like, best, like, you're gonna love them? Probably not, but for me, they're movies that, if I watch those movies, it takes me back to an era of my life to where I remember so much, so vividly about what was going on back then, you know? And it just makes me feel happy, so. Yeah. Cool. That's a good list. That's a good list. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Um, I'm getting to Maya. Uh, let's see, where should I start? Yeah, mine's not in any particular order either. Um, but I I like movies for just different reasons. And, you know, I have different genres of movies that I like. Um, yeah, okay, well, with the first one, I'll, I'll say my first one is Avatar. And uh, not The Last Airbender, but... Avatar, you know, Blue People, Pandora, yeah, that James Cameron. Avatar is a beautiful movie. I, up until that point, I had never seen a movie that was beautiful like that. Outside of maybe like a... um, one of those earth documentaries and you see it on IMAX or something, you know, you know, outside of one of those movies, I had, I've never seen a movie that was beautiful. Like that whole world that he created and, and just the, the mythology behind the, the, the people, the Navi, it it just, it was it was dope, and yeah, I know that some people feel like it was a rip off of other movies, and it was just you know, it was a cheaply made story or whatever. I don't care about that, you know. I like Pocahontas, I like Fern Gully, um, but to combine those two things and make Avatar, it worked and it looked beautiful. Um, so I have to say that that's my the the first one. Um, my that movie sold a lot of three D TVs. 
Yeah, and and I I know why. Because when I went to go see it in theaters, I saw it in 3D and RDX and it was like what the fuck? Yeah. That it blew my mind. Like it really just you know, I see it now on the 4K and it looks great, but having it in 3D and it's like coming out at you, there's nothing that can compare to that. I would never buy a 3D TV though, but it it was a sight to behold. Um but yeah, my second movie is uh Coming to America. That's uh yep, that, yep, good one. one of those movies that no matter when it's on, I'm going to watch it, man. Like I will watch that movie from top to bottom anytime it's on. That's what can I say, man? Top to bottom, the royal penis is clean. You right. know what I'm saying? The royal penis is clean, your highness. Um it's just it's a classic. It is a masterpiece of a movie. Yeah. You know, you it, it just doesn't get much better than that. Uh, it, and I can even watch it on TV with the annoying commercials and all that shit in between. Because it's that good. I will sit through the commercials and wait for it to come back on because it's that good. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a great movie. Uh... But to go towards a little bit darker, um, another one of my all-time favorite movies is Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction. Uh, yeah, it's... I get how some people just don't get it, and it's weird, and it's um, just really different. Um... And a lot of people can say it's too heavily dialogue you know, too monologue you know, talking. But yeah. I, I don't care about that. I think that's the beautiful thing about it. When you consider the fact that that movie was made and written and, and shot by a guy that had no... Uh, training to do so. He had made only one movie before that, which was Reservoir Dogs. And that is dope. But then he comes back on his second movie and makes Pulp Fiction, which is like, when, when we say the word cult classic, this is at the top of the list of a cult classic. Um... So yeah, it's to me it's just a work of art. Um so I, I just love that movie. Uh let's go what's my next one? Uh oh, The Green Mile. Um you ever seen The Green Mile? Uh on like T V S. So I don't know if I got like the best version of it. Okay, well for the you know, the uninitiated Green Mile is, uh, it has Tom Hanks in it, and, um, damn, I cannot think of the black guy's name. Michael Clark Duncan? There, there we go, thank you. He passed away, what, like, five years ago? Uh, yeah. They, he, you know, seemed like a, a cool dude, but, 
Um, that movie was it was it was a a great movie. Um, but I like it because I don't know. Sometimes you just need to have a emotional moment, and the Green Mile is that for me. Like it offers an opportunity for me to just release that that tension of you know needing to let out a cry or something because. I've seen that movie probably 12, 15 times. And every single time I shed a tear when, when you know, they're walking him down to, to, to the electric chair. And, um, yeah, every single time. It hurts my soul. Because it's just, he's... The most innocent of innocent peoples. He he was put in prison falsely by somebody that was, you know, right across the way from him for a crime he didn't commit. And he has to be, you know, he has to be executed because back then, you know, it's kind of a period piece. It was a, just a big black guy. And yeah, we know how that ends. Um... But it's it's a magical movie. Um, oh, so it's my time to give my honorable mention. And this movie is just pure fun. Uh, every time I watch it, it's always a good time. There's great music. There's great, uh, you know, a great story. There's little twists and turns and little cheats and little... Um, just badassness about the movie. Um, but that's uh, Ferris Bueller. Uh, yep. I fucking love that movie, man. Like, again, it's one of those movies that if it's on TV, I will watch it through the commercials. It's um, it's a great movie. It's fun. It's, you know, super entertaining. I'm sure most people have seen it. Um, and it's possibly on a lot of people's, you know, top five list. Um but it you know it, it just doesn't get much better it just isn't quite good enough to be in my top 5 but it is a strong 6th place um yeah and my last movie it's another Eddie Murphy movie man um you had two Don Cheadles I have two Eddies um and like you said earlier Eddie Murphy is you know one of the best comedic actors ever or best comedians to be a actor ever um Harlem Nights for me is it's it's uh the first black gangster movie I've ever seen but not black gangster in uh I guess the traditional way of you know how Hollywood tries to portray us as hoodlums but more gangster as in mobster mobster exactly like real finesse and there's a sense of class about these guys and um they it, they pull off the the hustle 
of you know their lifetimes you know to save their lives and to screw the guy that you know trying to muscle them out of town um but it's just it's cool it got richard pryor in it, it got red fox got charlie murphy it got all these you know beautiful black people funny funny black people in it and it's just it's it's a piece of art to me also so yeah, those are my uh, top fives, man. Yeah, that's and that's the thing. Like, so I mean, Eddie Murphy was in three out of you know ten of our uh, top movies. You yeah, know, for for a reason. And I don't think you guys ever really like talked about Eddie Murphy like that to where you know we had influenced each other to like Eddie Murphy. I think it's just like Eddie Murphy had that big of a impact um, yeah. on both of us. Outside of like maybe Delirious or something. Like and the, Raw. No, Raw. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Delirious and Raw. Like. Which uh, one Which one was it that we watched at Connor's house that one time? I, I don't know. You don't remember that? I probably didn't go to that. You did. But, you did. I mean, the thing is like I've I've seen, uh, I mean, I've seen both of those before I ever, you know, even met Connor or you or anybody, like, um, like, I just, as, as a kid, somehow I had access to those movies and I would watch that stuff because it was just funny, you know? Yeah. Like, I've always liked Eddie Murphy, and even more so than Eddie Murphy, is I actually like Richard Pryor a lot more. Mm-hmm. You can see the influence Richard Pryor had on Eddie Murphy. Yeah, Eddie was just doing a Richard and Pryor, a Richard Pryor impersonation. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, if you listen to Richard Pryor's white, white guy impersonation, mm-hmm. that's Eddie Murphy did the same one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so Richard Pryor, he was actually like my. Uh, I mean, I got Richard Pryor uh, records, you know. Like, Richard Pryor, he was kind of the, I don't know, for me, he's the, the, the king of uh, comedy right there. Like, there's a lot of really funny people, but, like, I feel like Richard Pryor is the one that pushed the envelope the most. Yeah, he's um, the GOAT. Like, and if you think about it, like, back, back when he was doing that, um, it's like uh, it's not like it is today you know like you gotta think about like he was in that in that area between like right after guys like you know Dean Martin and all them uh, that would do comedy and sing and all that and he started coming in like it seemed like comedy was a lot more family friendly yeah and then you start getting guys like Red Fox, you know, he he obviously is going to be very edgy too, but like, I feel like Richard Pryor is that one that really like went super mainstream, started with the foul mouth stuff, you know, yeah. uh, just really made it like acceptable and normal and almost expected, like that's what you want from a comedian. And so yeah, just 
Richard Pryor, he, he was always, I mean, one of his, one of his uh, movies that I really like is, uh, is The Toy. Did you ever see that? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, basically, it's actually kind of cool. So, that's where I believe the chef from uh, Smokey and Bandit. Yeah. She's actually in the toy uh, as well. Hmm. And, and uh, he basically uh, has a kid. And the kid goes to a toy store and sees Richard Pryor and Richard Pryor's like screwing around with something and the dad says that he can buy anything that he wants. Anything, anything he wants in the toy store, he can have it. And so he sees Richard Pryor like getting beat up by some toy or something like that. So he wants Richard Pryor. And he and the, the dad like ends up paying him to come over and hang out and play with him and basically babysit him kind of thing. And then him and the boy end up having this like really strong friendship and you know you just gotta you gotta watch the movie it's a really good movie um mm. there's a lot of like mischief and flat stick stuff and um yeah it's a it, it's a great it's a great movie it's you know but yeah there's so many good movies like I can come up with a with a top five, top fifteen, top forty. You know, there's just so many really good movies that are fun and you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was just a random thought um, that I had to ask you that uh, I thought we were gonna. You know, I was I'm really surprised now looking at, you know, our list that we don't have too many movies that were made in the last, you know, uh 10 to 15 years. Like a lot of our stuff is older stuff. Um with the exception of like Avatar and and that uh what was that other movie, the um the Jim Carrey movie that you said? That's that was like 2004 or five, I think. Okay, so yeah, it's right on the cusp. And Rain Over Me was around 2007, 8, 9, somewhere around there. Yeah. So, yeah, out of the out of the 10, we only got three fairly recent movies. Most of the other ones are way older, especially mine. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, and that's because they, those are movies that have stood the test of time, though. You know, that's why they're our favorite movies, is because we've had our whole lives to watch them, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, another movie I could have put on my list is uh, Transformers Dark of the Moon. Really? Oh, yeah. I would never put a Transformers movie on there. You know, I tried to, um, when I first was thinking about my list, like I told you, it was kind of difficult. And um, I was trying to pick, you know, one from each genre. Like, uh, I would try to pick a horror movie or a thriller and then a comedy and maybe even 
try to do like a rom-com or some shit like that. But I was like, nah, I'm just go with my instincts. What do I really value in a movie and which ones come to mind as the ones that I could watch any time, like just over and over again. Um, and the first one that popped in my head was Avatar. I could literally watch that every day and be content with it. But yeah, man, uh, let's wrap this up because we, we've had a, a long episode. I said it was going to be a long one. Um, and it definitely is. And uh, I think we did good, man. I think we did pretty a good solid. job. It's pretty it's pretty solid. It's unfortunate that that first 20 minutes just disappeared on me. Um, no, it's, an, it's unfortunate that you stand up to wipe your ass. Nah, man. See, we got we to gotta talk to your dad and see what he did wrong to, to allow you to do that. Because that's not right, man. You go, you sit, and you wipe towards your nuts. That's wrong. That's like, that's, that's like being French almost. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> that's a, it's not, it's not, it's not human almost. No. Nah, man, it's, it's weird. You stand up. You stand up with a dirty ass. It's not like you stand up and walk around the, the bathroom. You just stand above the toilet and give it a little squat and, and just wipe properly, man. Get in there. So why don't you just take your toilet seat off, then? You like squat so much. Nah, that's not, that's not what we do. Matter of fact, no, hold, no, 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 no. Nah, hold on, hold on. Hey, come here real quick. Just real quick. We about to settle this. That's not settling anything. Babe, you want to hear the weirdest shit? Robbie sits down to wipe his ass. How you do that? <laughs> How you do that? He he sits down and he wipes back to front toward, oh, no. towards his balls. No, you don't do that. That's That's alien, right? Yeah, you call it alien. Yes, yeah, alien. <laughs> what do you do? I stand up and wipe front to back. You stand up and wipe front to back like well, a person, yeah. like an There's adult. A girl. That's a girl. That's a girl. Separate because I'm a female, so I don't wipe it together. But still, you don't wipe down. You wipe up. Yeah, that's weird, right? <laughs> uh, no, no. She does it like a girl's supposed to. You do it like a girl's supposed to. Hey. <laughs> Call it what you want to call it, man. But I at least I know my shits is clean. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, let's wrap this up, man. Um, yeah, I think we. Clean the summer's Eve. Yeah, summer's eve. I'll take it. Um, we we had a great episode. Um, I think we touched on a lot of good points, and um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, at this point is where I will ask you to. Uh, like and share the video with your friends. Uh, the more ears to get on it, the better uh, for the world. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to change the world here. So um, just go ahead and help us up, help us out by doing that. 
And uh, I think that's it. We're going to go ahead and catch you guys on the next episode. All right. Later. Life is right.